y'all. Welcome back to the Late Night Vision Show. This is episode number 231, and I am one of your co-hosts, Jason Robertson, the owner of Outdoor Legacy. And as always, I've got my co-host, the Late Night Vision Show executive producer, a, a title that is made up, uh, the, <laughs> the, the latest and the greatest salesman at Outdoor Legacy, Mr. Hans East Texas. What is going on tonight? Well, I want to put some rumors to bed. Um, we did not, it, the streak did not get ruined last week. Uh, somebody screwed up and put some wrong video, uh, mixed in some wrong thermal video with our review of the Axion 2 XG35 last week. And so it we didn't miss the show last week. It was just released a little bit later. And that person that screwed up would be me. <laughs> I screwed that up. <laughs> the executive producer. <laughs> I screwed that up. Uh, we we had some other video that you were sending a bunch of video and, and a couple clips of the wrong optic got squeezed in there somehow. Uh, and thankfully, uh, Colonel Chester Cup, uh, uh, our uh, yeah. our uh, uh, friendly pro staffer and uh, review writer, uh, caught it. And he caught it very early. So we got it taken down and re-put back up. We had some people ask, no, we did not miss last week. Episode 230 did go up on Thursday just a little bit later than normal. Well, it actually went up right on time and then got taken down about two or three it hours did. later when it we did. realized that yeah. when when uh, yeah, when yeah Chester goes, hey, I think you got some wrong video exactly. in there. Exactly. And so we took it down. Yeah, then, you're just, then Hans had to re-edit. You're getting too many, so, you're getting too many good videos out, out of – uh, right, right now, I got I've got I've got a few hogs right now. Yeah. So, and guys, if you wonder what he's talking about, our streak. Uh, if you're new to the show, this is our 231st episode, which means uh, we've gone 231 weeks in a row. We've never missed an episode for however many weeks and years and months that is. Oh. But 231 in a row, we are very thankful for that. We all know one day that streak will will come to an end some way, but we're still chugging along oh, every yeah. week. We've, and we're glad that you're you're I, here this week. And yeah. I just think of all the things that we've battled through, um, you know, with COVID, coronavirus, all of us having it. Um, I had poison More ivy. Than I had poison <laughs> ivy from head to toe. Made it through uh, that. Yeah. Uh, you know, messed up eyes. Uh, poisonous spider bites i mean all most of the <laughs> bad things have happened to me but <laughs> yeah but uh I but yeah we've we've yeah, made it's... it through all that and we're just kind of patting ourselves on the back because it, it is an accomplishment um we don't anticipate that streak coming to any in anytime soon but uh good lord willing uh that streak will go on for a very very long time but yes we'll uh if you are before we get into it if you're interested in purchasing a night vision or thermal optic, uh, give us a call. Uh, you can talk to me. You can talk to Jason. If you're trying to maneuver through the process, if you're trying to figure out what's going to be the best for you, folks, hunting season is here. <laughs> I mean, this weekend and this past weekend, Saturday, was the opening day of bow season here in Texas. This is my first shirt uh, uh, our first episode with the sweatshirt on this season, everything I've been sweating away in, in uh, t-shirts to get my sweatshirt on. So, uh, very excited about that, but it is hunting season is getting in full swing. Got to get out there, knock those predators down, get those hogs off the feeders. Uh, this is the best time to do it. 877-350-1818 outdoorlegacygear.com. You can give us a call. Uh, and we've got a great show. This is a show that 
I'm very excited about. I'll let you introduce the topic, but probably one of the biggest frustrations, especially from new thermal night vision hunters out there, especially thermal, but how to judge distance. Guys, I, I want to say something real quick. Just just FYI, I'm still in short sleeves. Hans has on his his sweatshirt, and I just wanted to, I just looked, guys. It's 79 degrees. Um, okay, so a we do get excited in Texas early. when when you know you get a little nip in the air. It was in the 50s this morning, high yeah. 50s, you know. So it does feel good, but I just want to be clear. It's it's going to be 85 today. Yeah. But but you know that's 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 cause for celebrate or celebration in October in Texas. Yeah. All right. This show it is an uh, an interesting topic. It's something that. Uh, we get asked about a lot uh, from, obviously, guys who are new to night hunting, but even seasoned veterans mm-hmm. who have, have been hunting, uh, you know, for a couple years or, se- or several years. And that is, how do you judge distance at night? And, you know, uh, Hans and I have talked about a little bit of this on the show before. We've had some discussions. We, we've probably said everything we're going to say in this show uh previously mm-hmm. maybe multiple times mm-hmm. but we've never put it all together we've talked about laser range finders right. and you know do you need one do you not but I, I don't think that uh we've ever done this exact show and guys if we have and you find it you know from from 30 episodes oh, ago, yeah. you can remind us sometimes <laughs> they forget they run together but it's worth revisiting mm-hmm. even if we have because this is a very very common frustration um, amongst night hunters is judging distance, yeah. and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna let Hans kind of start this thing off, but I want to mention this. So if you're new to this, maybe you don't even have a thermal optic yet. Um, at night vision, I'm gonna say this: night vision's not quite as bad. Right. It can be an issue, but with night vision, you're looking at just a, a you know a digital night vision, mm-hmm. a, a black and white video image. You have a little more depth of field, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that, uh, you know, you, you, you just, I think you can get a little better sense of how far something is, but a lot of this is going to apply to that too. Right. Um, what happens at night is you may think you're the greatest judge of distance during the day, and you may well be, but you have the uh, benefit of both eyes and you have a peripheral view. And, you know, through our lives of, of you know, growing up, from infants all the way up, beginning to walk, and, and, and you know, again, as we get older, our eyes, uh, you know, teach our brain, uh, you know, what's going on, how far, we start judging how far things away. You know that wall over there is 10 foot. You're not about to run into it. And, and again, as we become hunters and we get out in the field, we start looking at an animal and uh, we figure out how far it is. Maybe we know how far that tree is, or we've got a laser range finder for the daytime, whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and we start building these memories up. And again, what we have is this peripheral vision that we can see. Like I'm holding my hands out here and I can still see them. And it gives us such a wide field of view. We bring in so much information that it helps us judge how far things away, how far things are away. But when we go at night, what we've basically got now, we're looking through a scope, is we have one eye, and we don't have even 50% of our field of view. We only have the field of view that that optic is giving us, which is much, much narrower than what, you know, one eye is going to give. 
And then you also, you, you lose, looking at this video image, uh, again, that, that depth of, of field. You, you just don't know how far things are, and it, it's hard to get a grasp on it. And so that's what makes this really, really hard. Now, there's some guys that are like, man, I, I've been hunting my whole life. I can judge a deer out there. I can tell you if he's 200, 300, 400 yards. That's true, but I'm telling you, when you look through a, a night optic, especially a thermal, it, it gets much, mm. much more difficult. And so uh, it's something a lot of guys don't think about, you know, until they start doing it. That's when we get the phone calls. Yeah. Guys, <laughs> what do I do? I don't know if that animal is, is 200 mm. or 350 yards. So, again, anyway, that's what I want to talk about on this show and, and, and tell you kind of how we do it and what some of your options are. So when people call and they say, you know, does it get better? Do you, do you get better at judging distance? Is it something that you can perfect? Uh, it, you know, just kind of wanting to know, is there a light at the end of the tunnel with getting better uh, at, you know, knowing exactly how far the target is away? I would say yes and no. I, I think that you can get better, and then the steps that we have, I think, will make you a little bit better and help you prepare. But I, I struggle at times. I mean, th in the situations where you will struggle no matter how often or how much you've done this, really, if you're hunting new properties all the time uh, in properties that you don't have the advantage of checking out during the day, uh, that can be a challenge. Also, if you are hunting in areas that are, you know, you can see a thousand yards in all directions and there's no really good reference points like mm -hmm. trees or anything like that, uh, that can also continue to be a challenge for you. But you can get better at it. Uh, and I think these steps that we're going to be talking about today are really going to get you closer to that. Now, uh, number one, I have on the list, and I, I did come up with this this list. Uh, uh, Jason came up with a couple, and I came up with a couple. But we the first one that I came up with that I thought is one of the most important, be familiar with your hunting ground. Uh, preferably during the day, go out, scope it out. Uh, if you can, uh, get on Google Earth and check out reference points, different uh, hunting spots that you may set up, bait piles. If you're if you're calling coyotes and you make a stand where you possibly might have stands, get on Google Earth and range tree lines, trees, barns, whatever. If you can get some reference points, it really helps. But going during the day, getting the lay, like Jason said, being able to look out through both eyes, it really does a lot of good. If you can see it and get an idea during the day, okay, if I stay in here, I know that tree line looks to be a couple hundred yards away or three or 400 yards away, but it really goes a long way in knowing what you're looking at. That's, again, the struggle that a lot of people have is when uh, guys are hitting all these properties at night and they've never got a chance to see them during the day. So they don't know, they don't have a really good idea what the distance is. Now, I say that, go scope this stuff out during the day. I understand you can't always do that. And, and I say scope it out during the day if you can. But if you if you can, I definitely would suggest it. Uh, if you can't, you need to stay tuned for the other, other recommendations. But get <laughs> Google Earth uh, is your friend or I use, uh, I use uh, an app that I pay for. It's called OnX. Uh, there's several of them out there where you can get, um, you know, where you can do pull up maps on the app or through Google earth, you can do distance on there, measure distance that I use that a lot. I mean, I use it a ton. It's a great tool for hunters. Uh, but more importantly, even if these are properties 
that you can't physically uh, go to during the day, these are uh, properties that you can pull up on your phone any time of the day. And if you know I'm going to this area and I'm hunting with my buddy and I've, this is the first time I've ever been there, pull it up on your phone. Do some measuring on the phone before you get there. Um, it, I'm telling you, it seems it seems funny, but it'll go a long way in helping you uh, get more familiar in situations where you're new to the property. So that's that's the number one thing I would definitely recommend doing for anybody. Well, I think what I totally agree. Something there, I think he's making a point. It keeps talking about Google Earth or going out there during the day. To to dig one step deeper into that. You're just trying to get one reference point. Mm -hmm. You know, when I just kind of explained there in the intro about you just don't know, if you can get your bearings, if you can say that tree is 100 yards or that wood line is 500 yards or, you know, you get some bearing, mm -hmm. then it's going to help you make those other judgments. It doesn't mean that you have to know this tree is 100, this tree right. is 200, this fence line is 250. It, it's not that, but it's if you can figure out your bearings of where you're at in the world on that field, then absolutely, I mean, Hans is right. It's going to help you a lot. Absolutely. And I'm going to talk about a little bit more of that in a minute. But uh, something that I wanted to talk about was I'm going to put two things into one. One we get asked about a lot is uh, the stadiometric rangefinders. Now, these are in a lot of thermal optics. This is, and people get confused because they'll see this listed in the specs and they'll say, this has a laser rangefinder um, or it's got a rangefinder. Well, it doesn't have a laser rangefinder if it says stadiometric. Right. It, it will have, uh, it, it's, it's a rangefinder, <laughs> but, but I'm just going to tell you guys, do not plan on using this. And let me explain. Nobody that I know like, uses it. <laughs> I would say. No, no, you're not going to. So, so here's what it is. You have, you have two horizontal lines in the scope. Okay. And what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to put, uh, and you can move them with, you know, the buttons on the scope. You're supposed to put the top line on the animal's head, the bottom line on the animal's feet. All right. And then you have to choose what kind of animal it is. Different scopes have different options. So uh, like some of the scopes, you can uh, choose whether it's a rabbit, a hog or an elk. Mm -hmm. uh, some have got a, a hog, a deer, a coyote or a bear. OK, so there's just some different things. Yeah. And, and so, again, you're going to choose the correct animal for what you're looking at. Put the bottom line on its feet, the top line on its head mm -hmm. and it's going to give you an approximate range based on that animal well let me tell you why it doesn't work well it doesn't work well for a couple reasons number one my question is let's say that we're, we're hogs because that's a likely thing i need to know how far this hog is mm -hmm. um well when they calibrated this thing in this factory and they put this you know the, the little hog there how big was that hog that they were, were judging that on was that a 300 pound boar was that a 200 pound sow was that a hundred pound hog was that a 25 pound shoat mm -hmm. i mean what what was this mm -hmm. i don't know and and so that's where i mean everybody that's hunted hogs knows they can be from this big to this big so again that's difficult same thing with coyotes 
I mean, I see some guys killing some very big coyotes up north, mm -hmm. way bigger than what we're used to down here right. in Texas and a lot of the south. I mean, literally, they're twice the size <laughs> of our coyotes. So, again, when in every click that you change these changes the yardages, mm -hmm. uh, uh, and it can be a good amount. I mean, all right, second problem with these. When I'm looking out there, if I can clearly mm. see this animal's feet and this animal's head, he's probably close enough that I don't need a rangefinder. But when he gets out there to the distance that I really need a rangefinder, let's say it's 250, 300 yards, now that animal is tiny mm -hmm. in my screen. And in deciding where are his feet and where are his, his top of his head is very difficult. And... I mean, very difficult. Right. And so going out and, and, and trying to use these range finders over the years on known distances, you know, taking a laser range finder after maybe a thermal laser range finder, looking and going, okay, I know how far this, this deer is or this hog is. And then trying to make it match what the actual distance is, I can very rarely do it. Mm -hmm. And I know you're going to say, well, but if I can get close, Sometimes you can be off a hundred yards on these. So again, here's my, here's just to put a bow on this. A lot of optics have it. If you want to play with it, if you can make it where you feel like it works for you, go for yeah. it. I don't know anybody uh, in all my years of doing this who has ever been able to, uh, you know, repeated accurately make those range finders mm -hmm. work for them. Oh, yeah. Again, it, you may you may get it to work fine at 30, 40, 50, 100, mm -hmm. 200 yards. You don't need a range finder for 200 yards. Right. Who cares? Right. It's when you're getting in those long distances, that's where it matters, and that's where it becomes hard. Yeah. All right, so just taking that off. So next on my list here, I do want to talk about in the same breath is a reticle. So something that you need to do is pick a reticle, choose it, you know, decide when you're on the range, decide when you're sitting in your house, you know, with your, your scope off your rifle, just playing with the reticles. Decide a reticle that you like and stick to it and use that reticle. Doesn't mean you can't ever change, but if you change, stick to that one. And here's the reason. The more that you go out and you use a, a known reticle and you start looking at animals and you kind of maybe you're on a place tonight. You know the distances. Now it's going to let you look at that animal and go, okay, I know he's 100 yards or 200 or whatever it is. And you can look at the size of that animal in relation to the size of the reticle. And, and again, it's, it's not exact. It's not science. But it does help you get an idea of how far away that animal is by judging the size of it against your reticle, which, again... Is, is not changing from tonight till tomorrow night. <laughs> the distance, the size of the animal right. might, but it gives you some idea. It's not exact because it could be the same thing as our steadiometric range finder, where is that a 25-pound coyote mm -hmm. or a 50-pound coyote? Mm -hmm. So the same thing can happen. You know, the, the, the hash marks on your, your, your reticle, you know, won't change, but the size of the animal does. But again, it gives you some idea of a, an approximate range of how far that animal is. And, and when I say approximate range, I'm not normally trying to judge it. Uh, I'm trying to say, is he close enough or is he too far? 
I'm not saying is he 225 or is he 235. Mm-hmm. I'm saying too close, too far, because I kind of know where my distances is, you know, where I'm comfortable with with my rifle. Yep. So that's my two. So points. I would say the next one, and I, those are great points, uh, Jason, with the Stedimetric rangefinder, which again is is m- probably very underused in in most digital scopes. Uh, but I would say the reticle choice too is important. Now, with that, all that being said, as well, hunting a lot is important. Just practicing, getting out there. Um, the, 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 again, the people that have the biggest struggle with this are people that are new to night hunting. Uh, the, the more that you hunt, the more you do it, the more you're in the field, looking through your scope, you're going to get a lot better at it. I mean, I I promise you it takes, it takes a little bit of time, but it's not an endless venture into trying to learn something like learning a new language or anything like that. But you being out there in the field hunting, uh, whether you, you, you know, you're, uh, you know, out coyote hunt, hog hunt, or if you're just practicing on the bench, or if you're shooting at different targets from a bench, seated position, just any type of practice, the more you do it, like anything else, you're going to get better at it. But uh, you still, again, I like to open the show with or open this segment with, there are situations and conditions that you might struggle with judging distance, like we talked about. But again, if you have more experience behind you, more experience with your scope, you're going to get better at it. And that's why uh, when people call and they say, does it get better? And I say, yeah, it definitely gets better. You'll get better at doing it. And you will be effective enough to judge the distance close enough that you're going to be able to make a good shot. So get out there, hunt, practice, target shoot, whatever you can do. Uh, Just get more and more familiar with your scope, your reticles, and you're going to get much much better than you are on day one i promise you that okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna again segue into what hans has got here into to my next point and i think it's 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 really going to segue well because he's saying hey you just got to get out there and you Mm -hmm. just got to do it i agree but there's one thing and this is the guys you've got to think about this you can do something a thousand times mindlessly and you don't even know that you did it. So I can walk into my closet and I can flip the light switch on and I don't even know that I did. I didn't think about it. I just did it. I walked out, I flipped it off. And then you could come say, Hey, five minutes ago, did you turn the light on in your closet or not? And I go, well, I don't know. I'll, Probably I went in my closet. Well, it's because I wasn't, I was just on autopilot. Mm-hmm. Same thing. A lot of guys go out, they go hunting, you know, they see the animal that I don't know how far he is. I shoot him or whatever, but it's all autopilot. Mm-hmm. So if I have to put this into two words, it's be intentional. And what I mean by that is you need to want to learn and you need to intentionally try to learn. You know, learning something just accidentally <laughs> is is different than saying, hey, you know what? Tonight, I'm going to go out and I'm going to play with this scope. And I might not even shoot anything, even if it comes out. I'm going to be more concerned with trying to get an idea of how far these animals are. Maybe that means I'm going to go out on this place that I know I've ranged it during the day. That tree's 200, that wood line is 400, whatever it is. I've got two or three landmarks. So if anything comes out, deer, hog, coyote, whatever it is, 
I'm going to be able to kind of know how far he is mm-hmm. just based on my landmarks. Now, I, now I'm going to look through my scope mm-hmm. and I'm going to say, I, okay, I know that, that, you know, coyote is between 250 and 300 yards. I just, all right, now let's really look at my radical. Let's really try to memorize how big is that animal. And so it's, again, it's being intentional. It's not just, oh yeah, okay, let's shoot him. Let's go to the next one. How far? So you know what I'm getting at, guys? It's, it, it's really, you. if you want to learn it, it's going to take some, some trying. And I promise you, it does get better if you intentionally try to learn. Now, where the, the difficulty comes, like I said, is if you're on autopilot and you see the animal, the, the coyote, the hog, and the adrenaline spikes, and oh my gosh, I got to shoot him. I can't wait to shoot him. He's going to get away. You're not learning anything. You're not, you, you're, you're just, you are on an adrenaline rush trying to kill the animal. So you got to calm yourself down and again, be willing to say, I don't have to kill this one tonight. I need to use him as my target to see how far and to learn and to get better so that I do a better job on the next hundred that I kill. So anyway, just something yeah. to, to think about there. And the, the other thing is you need to figure out kind of, you know, what your caliber is, whatever that is. And you need to, to study it. If, if you're wanting to shoot longer range, and I'm going to say longer range is over 200 yards, you need to know what that caliber is capable of and what the ballistics are. How much are you dropping out between 200 and 250, between 250 and 300? There are a lot of guys who want to shoot 250, 350 yards. But if you ask them and say, how much does your rifle, does does your bullet drop on that caliber between 250 and 300? They don't have a clue. They don't know if it's two inches or eight inches. Well, that's a problem. You've got to know your caliber if you want to shoot these long ranges. Now, I'm going to tell you this. If you ask me, what my drop is between 250 and 300, I can't tell you because I don't shoot that far. Mm. It's not, you know, I, I'm not comfortable with it. So it doesn't matter to me. But, but if you're wanting to take these longer shots, you don't have to just know your, your scope. You need to know your caliber. That's very important. You can't know what your holdover is if you don't know what the drop is. You, you've got to know that. So know your caliber. Yeah. And I, I think that what I try to explain to most guys is this. I would say the majority of people that call, and I say reasonably normal night of hunting, how far are you going to be shooting? Mm-hmm. Most guys say 200 yards or less. And man, I love it when I hear that because that's easy. All right. That, that's not a problem. Some guys say, man, I want to shoot 300 or I've got to shoot 350 or whatever that is. Like, okay, now we've got to get a little more specific. We've got to look for a scope that fits that better. But if you're going to mostly shoot under 200, which is me, all right, I'm going to shoot mostly probably under 100. But but if, you know, you're coyote hunting, you're going to get out there in some times where you're going to have to take a 200-yard shot. You know, it just may just, you can't get those dogs any closer. Or, or maybe you're hunting predators, you know, bobcats, that sort of thing. And they're going to hang up. And you've, you know, a 200-yard shot is a reasonable shot to make at night with, with practice, and you can do that. So with that said, is if that's really where you're going to be shooting, then this is going to be easy. Mm-hmm. This is, you are going to be able to get a feel. Most people 
can very quickly, again, being intentional, get a feel and say, I don't know if this is 75 or it's 125. I don't know if this is 125 or it's 155, but I don't care because mm. I'm going to put it on him and I'm going to pull the trigger and he's going to die. Mm. It is it is a point blank range. And so so when you, you can get a pretty good idea of what's 200 yards mm -hmm. and less. And here's the thing. Again, you got to know your caliber, but most common calibers, if you judge that animal to be 175 in your mind, but he's really 225, you still killed him. Mm -hmm. If you judge him to be 225 and he's 175, you still killed him. Now, the higher or the further up you go, I should say, the further out there, 250, 300, that margin of error mm. becomes slimmer oh, yeah. and slimmer and slimmer. You can't be wrong by 50 yards and, and still, you know, you may miss him completely uh, or, or at least not make a, a lethal shot. Yeah. So, uh, again, know your caliber. And if you're hunting mostly under I'm just going to say two to 225, maybe 250 yards. And that's where, or at least that's where you're intending to shoot. I believe you can get a feel for that. And then I would say, don't worry about if that animal is 125 or he's 150. It doesn't matter. You are not going to change. You are not on a bench shooting at a orange dime on a piece of paper you don't have that that orange dime size target to aim at so let's say you go well yeah but i've got a quarter inch of drop you're not you're aiming at a at a target that's this big you know you don't you don't have that exact quarter inch especially with thermals you can't zoom in that close so it's not you know like in deer hunting they say pick a hair yeah well that that's because you've zoomed way in and tighten. You don't have that option with with night hunting. Mm -hmm. So again, uh, I guess to to kind of wrap that. Obviously, it, it's it's be intentional. Work at it if that's what you want to do. If you're going to keep your shots uh, again under that two two fifty, I think you're going to get just fine at it. When you go out and you practice, you're going to be able to say, "All right, I've got a pretty good idea." And I think he's I think he's closer to 225. So you know what? I'm going to aim an inch high. Yeah. Maybe I'm yeah. wrong. Maybe he's 175. I'm still in the kill zone. I'm still in a in a spot the size of a of a tennis ball. I'm good to go. He's dead. So that's my two yeah, cents. Yeah, good points. So with all the points that we made, that doesn't mean we're trying to talk you out of buying a scope with a laser rangefinder. Not at all. We are uh, trying to help you get better at judging distance. But if you have listened to the previous four points and you're saying to yourself, this still is not going to work for me. I've got to either, I'm the type of person, I got to know exactly what the range is because I feel OCD and I get sometimes about that on different things. But if you feel like you've got to know the exact range to help your self-confidence uh, or if you're hunting areas that are, again, completely wide open, no reference points, there's a lot of you out there that, have uh, many of these these conditions that would make you a good candidate for a laser rangefinder scope. But again, we want to make sure that we put you in an optic that's best for you, that's going to do everything you needed to do, but also be in your budget. Now, if you want to know the exact range, if it helps your confidence, if you're hunting in areas that there's not a lot of reference points, get an optic with a laser rangefinder. 
Um, there are a lot of good ones out there. There's, it seems like a growing number of optics that, you know, it was Jason, it was a very, when somebody said they wanted to scope with a laser rangefinder, it was like, okay, here are your two options, <laughs> but a or yeah. B, but yeah, now, yeah, I mean, a or B. it's becoming a more and more popular feature. More and more scopes are coming out with it. Pulsar, IRAY, uh, uh, AGM has a, uh, the varmint, you know, uh, bearing optics is coming out with something. So, uh, obviously Envision with the XRF, uh, the top, you know, the top of the line, uh, every manufacturer that we deal with does have a laser range finder, uh, unit, uh, or they're coming out with one very soon. So there are a lot more options now than there ever has been. Laser range finders are a very, very good tool. It's very nice to have. It does add, in some cases, it does add a little bit of an expense uh, to the thermal optic because of that feature being added on. Uh, and it does narrow the search down a little bit. Uh, not as, Like I said, not as much as it used to, but it does limit mm -hmm. the options a little bit more than if you're just looking for any thermal scope uh, without a laser rangefinder. So, uh, but again... We're not trying to talk you out of buying a scope of the laser rangefinder, right. but we want to help you get better. Uh, at, and I'm going to tell you, even with people that buy a scope with a laser rangefinder, most of the time they are not actively ranging targets in the heat of the moment. Meaning, they're a lot of times mm -hmm. they're not ranging a coyote as it's running in. That's it's very tough to do on a moving target, and mm -hmm. you're trying to do a lot of other things like work a collar get positioned right, I mean, other than trying to range. What most people use a laser range finder are, uh, is laser as ranging reference points while you're there at the property before you start calling or before you walk out to start shooting hogs or whatever. They're really just ranging reference points uh, beforehand or during the day, taking your scope out during the day and ranging uh, a property. Uh, you know, that's a lot of the cases that they're using it, not necessarily in the heat of the moment when a coyote's running in. Uh, laser range finders, again, are very nice to have, very good tool to have. More scopes than ever are coming out with that option. Uh, but again, adds a little bit of an expense and your selection is a little bit, a little bit more limited. Uh, and if you want to talk about scopes that have laser range finders, uh, if you want to get better at doing this uh, and you want to have a scope that has that tool in it, maybe just to begin with, uh, just because you're new and it'll make you feel more, you know, feel, make you feel better. Call and talk to me and Jason. Um, we are, we're here all day long taking phone calls. We've got a, Jason, we've got a stack of phone calls right now of people, I'm getting nervous. of people <laughs> that are waiting for us to call them while we're taping this show uh, that want yep. uh, to get some advice before they purchase. Uh, you can call us 877-350-1818, OutdoorLegacyGear.com. These techniques and strategies are, uh, I'm not going to say they're, you know, the the silver bullet, but they will help you get better. And I want you to know that when you do get into this hobby, which night hunting is definitely a hobby and it's a very addictive hobby, um, that you're going to get better just like anything else, just like shooting free throws in basketball, if you start out day one and you're terrible <laughs> and then, you know, you do that for three weeks in a row every day and, you know, you're hitting 80% of your shots. So just like anything else, the more you do it, the better you're going to get it. But we want to talk to you. If you're looking to buy a scope, call us. Uh, we want to know 
how to help you. We're going to help you, and we're going to do everything we can to make sure. And we want your business. We do want your business. I mean, we yeah. we absolutely, uh, you know, we're giving you this service right here. Uh, we're giving it to everybody. Uh, we, we know that. I mean, we're, we're giving this to, to, to anybody that wants Free it. Free advice. Uh, some people say it's not valuable, and that's fine. You know, they can click off. Some guys think it's very valuable, and we hope that then you'll take the next step and, you know, give us your business. Like Han said, call us. We'll be glad to talk to you, walk you through whatever will or won't work. Maybe you need a laser range finder. Maybe you don't. You're not sure. You tell us the situation. We can help you out, and then we can help you get into the yep. right optic that is right for and you. And I'm going to tell you, and you may be like, oh, gosh, don't go off on this rant. But if you are, <laughs> if you're looking for an optic and you're dealing with uh, dealers that say, message me on Facebook or or email me, but they don't want to give you a phone number and you can't call them, do business with a dealer that you can call, whether it's us, whether it's yeah. another a reputable company. Sure. Speak with people that you can call on the phone that are using these optics and they're just not an operator there taking an order. Um, that's most yeah. important when deciding on an optic. Anyway, so if you want to find more information about this kind of stuff, go check out the past 230 episodes of the late night vision show on <laughs> the late night vision show. Don't, don't go watch all no, those. You'll, yeah. you'll, you'll be in the yeah. house. <laughs> the late night vision show.com. All of our episodes are on YouTube. I mean, if you're listening on, on uh, iTunes or Google play, if you're watching on Spotify, on Facebook, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. The audience is growing, continues to grow like crazy. And I'd say 95% of the people that call us on the phone say they watch the show and that's a great feeling to know that we're reaching so many people and so many people are being proactive about calling us. Uh, if you want to find more about uh, Outdoor Legacy, again, OutdoorLegacyGear.com, you can find uh, Outdoor Legacy on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube. Go check, uh, check them out over there if you want to find me. On uh, YouTube, you can find me at Hans ETX. Put a bunch of hunting videos over there, a bunch of reviews. Uh, and also on Instagram, Hans ETX. I think that's it. I don't think I forgot anything. All right, guys. Good. Hey, listen, we appreciate y'all watching the show. Hope it was helpful. Again, like Han said, if you're looking for a thermal optic, you need help uh, making that decision on what to purchase, call Hans and I. We're always glad to help. We would love to have your business. Again, 877-350-1818 or OutdoorLegacyGear.com. Guys, between now and next week, we hope to see y'all back Again, but between now and then, y'all stay safe in the fields and keep making those bacon pancakes.